Check. Your computer is fuzzy. What up? Hello. Holly. Uh, what's up? You got your hair busted out? <laughs> yes. Got lipstick on. You ready? Ew. You, 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 you moved. Hmm? Oh, um, so this is the wall that is next to my, my usual couch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, when I go outside because of COVID, I stay with my outside clothes on, but I have a chair for when I'm wearing outside clothes. And so the, ch the chair <laughs> that I normally am on is only when I'm in with my indoor clothes or like pajamas or things like that. Uh, where, where? So, yeah. Where? Mega. Mega. Hello. What up, y'all? Chilling. Oh, uh, my computer died, so I'm using um, Itoko's computer today. So she's the what MVP. Up? I thought I was going to have to use my school notebook. I was worried about that. <laughs> Word. I don't know if that. Man, I almost thought I wasn't going to make it this morning. I'm feeling pretty bad. Oh. I just and got it back from the doctor's office. They got me. They got me all set up, you know what I mean, with the with the joints. Oh, what, what? Yeah. Checking your heart rate? Yeah, they're checking my heart. It's a cardiologist. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been having these these issues for a couple months now, and yeah. we can't figure it out, so. That's not your blood pressure, though? No, nah, my blood pressure's tight. Yeah. Mine my blood pressure, my cholesterol. <laughs> Man, so they got you on it. So is that just supposed to monitor or regulate, or what's what's that gonna do? No, nah, it's just monitoring right now. So, because I mean, um, you know, I've, I've been having like, uh, I, I I keep on calling it an allergic reaction, but what's happening is I'm getting these hives, these red spots that show up on my body. I'm mm -hmm. mad itchy, and I've been having these crazy headaches and kind of like tightness in the chest, and so. Um, like one by one, it'd be like, okay, well, the hives is probably allergic reaction. So they checked, they checked, they did a blood panel and checked all my blood and was like, oh, you're not allergic to anything. I got a CT scan and an MRI for my brain and for from the neck up. And they're like, oh, your brain is good and everything. Then they check my lungs and like your lungs are good and everything. And then I got electrocephalogram checking my heart and it was like, your heart looked good too. But then, you know, with the issues, they're like, let's check your heart again and run some different hormone tests. Um, on your blood and everything like that. So, so that's that's where I'm at right now with it. Yeah, man, you're gonna have to move to the country, man. Not to move. Up. Or yeah. come by me. People, people keep telling me like, "Oh, you got mass stress or something like that." I'm like, mm -hmm. I mean, no more than I ever do. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like I'm working all the time. You know, living paycheck to paycheck, just like everybody else. And, and, you know, I got my endeavors that I, that I put in work in. So I'm, I'm always busy, but I, I, I usually do pretty well to manage my stress. You know, I wake up in the morning, I meditate and I've got rituals to kind of alleviate some of those, those issues. And so I don't consciously identify with anything that's stressing me out directly, but uh, you know, that's the number one joint people like to tell me when I, when they see I'm sick, like, ah, you need to, you need to meditate. You need to go to the onsen. You need to eat Japanese food and it's like, yo, I mean. They love to tell you eat some Japanese food. 
Hell yeah. Like, it's a fix Eating Japanese right? food got me fat. That's what it yeah. <laughs> got me fat. It got my blood pressure up. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I mean, I remain optimistic not to freak y'all out or anything because I mean, like, generally, I, I, I'm pretty healthy according, like, all the tests indicate that my shit is going good. But uh, you, you never know, man. I mean, I am 37, yeah. so I'm getting up there and some of these issues just stack. I know I got a lot of stress from my childhood and from my youth, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. It don't it, help that the world is fucking, the fire keeps rising all around the world, so. You got to move to the country, man. Got to move to the country. <laughs> Definitely be cheaper. I think, uh, yeah, Hyogo. Bernie's moving to Hyogo. Come by me. That's dope. I'm so happy to hear that news. <laughs> I know. Finally, finally, she gets to move. <laughs> Jet program is back in effect. Yeah, that's dope. I, I am so excited. Woo-hoo. You said you said January. Yeah, January sixth. So. Five days before my well, I I will be leaving America on the sixth, but I'll be coming to Japan on the seventh. Yeah. So it'll be like four days before my birthday. Oh, oh hotel. Yeah, I'll be turning twenty three. So you living in a hotel? They ain't got you no apartment. So because of COVID, we have to quarantine for two weeks. So oh, we're going to be in Tokyo. Actually, I think I'm going to be in Tokyo. I'm going to be in Tokyo for two weeks in a hotel, and then from there. It, because of orientation, then we move all the way to, we get dispatched to wherever we're going. But apparently, I mean, we're gonna get our, our apartment like within those two weeks, I think. Um, but then depending on where you at, you may end up having to go shopping for your apartment. So apparently Kawanishi, um, the apartments are not furnished, like with anything. So I'm buying. A lot of stuff y'all and i'm in tears but the i think the apartment and when they told me yesterday about that i was like wow y'all y'all think y'all slick wait a minute they're not gonna pay for it they're not gonna furnish eh? wow they're showing eh? right i know i know so i have to i think i we have I don't know if we have to buy our own fridge. I think it depends on the apartment, yeah. but we definitely have to buy our own bed, yeah. burner, washing machine, all that stuff, as well as all the other things you need to, you know, be human. Yeah, you so you got to get a stove, and you got to get a fridge. That that either even if the apartment's furnished, you probably still have to get that stuff. Those two, th- that's what I learned. Those two things guaranteed are... A, guaranteed a refrigerator. Yeah. The stove might be arranged as already there on the countertop, but most likely that too. Yeah. When I came and got my apartment, I was like, they got no stove. <laughs> I was like, yeah. we got to go buy a stove for real? That's a, that's a furnished, that's an apartment, no stove, no refrigerator. So nothing. We're just getting the building itself. Yeah, you get in the box. I was just like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. And everybody else we were talking, they were like, yeah, like everything comes in. Like my predecessor is going to leave things for me. And I'm thinking, oh, good. My predecessor is going to leave me stuff. I don't got to buy nothing. I'm I'm the trailblazer. Yeah, the first one, huh? Yeah, I'm the first one because- You're the predecessor. I'm, I'm the predecessor. And I'm like, damn. And they're not going to pay us back. No. Yeah, no. They're not going to pay y'all back. You I can sell it when you leave, but- that's true. But then the person who comes after me, I don't want them to go through all of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you laying the brick. You the giant. I mean, I'm I'm so happy to be going to Japan in the first place. But I was just like, man, all my slave savings gone. Gone. But you can go to the secondhand store. Go to the secondhand store. I don't know where that is. Check. I mean, I'll yeah, check. You, you you can find them, especially if you're going to be that close to Osaka. They guarantee you got mm-hmm. a bunch. Yeah. But um, you know, even I, I get a I got a bunch of stuff off of Craigslist too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they got Craigslist out here. Or Mark, Mark, what is it, Mercari? Yeah, you can um, you you can get it. You you ain't got to buy. I wouldn't buy it brand new. No, no. And, and to be honest with you, for for the first, you know, several months that you're there, I wouldn't even buy that many things to populate your house with. Yeah, yeah. because you might have issues with your neighbors and need to evacuate before that contract is up. And, and things like that, you know, like it just might not be uh, what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, and moving out here is a pain. It's not like you call a homie with the truck. You got to pay somebody to pack it or to, to come pick it up and move it. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole it's a whole endeavor. So, yeah, it's, I, it's... I, you know, get the essentials for the first you know few months and then, you know, something to feng shui the place up. And then, and then you know, right. survey your surroundings for a little bit is what I would recommend. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, you you'd be great though. It's gonna be tight. Yeah, I mean that's I mean you're moving close. You said close to Osaka, so that's dope. I mean that's yeah. Tight. I'm thirty. I'm thirty minutes depending on where I'm at in um, the city itself, but I'll be thirty minutes away overall to yeah. Osaka by the main line. Yeah. So unless I move closer to the mountains. I mean, 30, 30 minutes ain't shit. Yeah, nope. ain't none. Mm-mm. Not on the train. Shit. No, when you're from New York City, 30 minutes? Yeah. Just like that. You're going to be 30 minutes in the woods. <laughs> What's up with Kristen? We don't know, huh? Let me check. Uh, yeah. Let me check. Oh, my God. Yeah, headache? Yeah. I'm going to try to be quiet today. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see where she's at, and if not, we'll just we'll just get going. Don't want to keep. I feel bad, bro. You you, you jacked up. Yeah. It's it been like this for months, though. To be honest with you, so I mean, it's not it's not uh it's not not something I'm used oh. to dealing with. What did they check your gluten? Yeah. It's all good, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm not allergic to anything. Man, they ran the full panel. Not even like mold and stuff. So it is crystal. And then, it, and then the CT scan, um, and MRI, it'll show like if you have any allergies that aren't showing up, you could see it around your sinus cavities. And my sinus mm-hmm. cavity was mad clear. Mm. Yeah. Oof. All right, Vernie's finding out about this. She's coming. Yeah, considering that we're just doing the um, recording, I can edit the front end of it. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you because we we yapping, having fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, I think um, not doing the stream, that's a that's kind of a good thing because we can just oh, that's true. ask stuff. But um. Oh. Yeah, as soon as she jumps on, then we'll be going. She said she's coming, right? Okay. 
Speaking of screen, I tried right. the. Oh, here we go. Bam. Wait, I just want to say. Who's you moderating? You. Oh, okay. I don't mind. Uh, I got to bring the topic to us up, but. Yeah. Yo, Kristen. Hey. <laughs> it's been a minute. I know, it's right? It's been a hot minute. It really Whatever. has. You guys look so dolled up, though. Like, Paul has his yeah. nice little hat, and Bernie has, like, some lipstick on. I need on. a haircut. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> looks so good. And yeah, you look, look really look great, good. too, Maga. You look great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to get my haircut tomorrow. That's why. Oh, man. Uh, oh, Thursday. Sorry. I'm going to the doctor to make sure I'm staying alive tomorrow. And then, <laughs> and then right you died in right now? Oh, man. The blood pressure, it's like 200 something. Um, so it's supposed to be like 150 and like under 100. It was like 200 and 100 and something. It was it was madness. That was like two weeks ago, though. So I'm taking I took some you know medicine, trying to exercise, walk and stuff. But uh, yeah, I went to the dermat- get, it, get it down naturally so you don't have to take those pills for the rest of your life. I know I'm trying. It's not a, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, I went to the dermatologist mm-hmm. and the then we took my, blood, took my blood pressure just like random. Yeah, I was like, they don't usually do that, the dermatologist. And I had no, like no idea. Like I, I, I felt, I thought I was, I mean, I had a headache. Like I told you I had a headache and then I couldn't shake this headache. And then mm-hmm. um, my eyes, like I was getting blurry vision. Mm-hmm. And then a doctor was like, yeah, because you messed up. <laughs> like, so he was like, he put me on this plan. Then um, Itoko's been like trying to, you know, do the, so we're doing the plant base now, full on. The meat seems to be messing me up. Mm. Meat does tend to, like, especially red meat, it does yeah. tend to screw people over. Like, you do need like increments of it because it does have a lot of iron and some yeah. other you know, vitamins in it, but you're not supposed to eat it like every day. Yeah, I was, I was, I was smashing. <laughs> it's Yaki Niku, Tori Niku, <laughs> I'm Shaba. No, oh, Niku, I got the Niku. Oh, man, no, Yaki Niku is my, oh, yeah. Bombini Niku, all that. <laughs> that spicy oh. chicken at uh, Lawson's is the bomb. Hey, hey, I'll be back. I'll be back in like five minutes, all right? Yeah. Yeah, take care of something. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Oh, and Bernie came back right in time. Bernie came back. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, so, I... um, Megan said he's going to jump back in. Um, okay. I think uh, Maurice said 1020, so, I mean, we can kind of start. Did y'all get a chance to look at that black vampire thing? I didn't get to see. No. Yeah, I, I didn't I... really. I, I did not either, so. Just so okay. we, might, we might we might have to skip that one. Okay. What was that supposed to be about? Like the first oh. ever black vampire, right? Yeah, I was looking for it. That's it. Uh, I mean, no. like, <laughs> was it's? I'm assuming this is not like a movie. I'm assuming this is like a real life vampire. No, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, it's in the chat. Man. No, no, Bernie, not like a person who actually is a vampire, like a person who is trying to go the vampire lifestyle. That's what I'm. Oh, thinking. I thought it was. Is that what that is? 
No, nah. I thought it was it was like the first ever like like a black person playing a vampire, right? Or yeah. well, reading about- I guess I guess what I could do is I can just read a little bit of it and then mm-hmm. um we can talk about what we think. It, we, it could be short. But yeah, basically it's called the Black it's a story called the Black Vampire Legend of San Domingo. Mm. And uh it was written written in 1819. Um and it's a, it's actually an anti-slave narrative. It sounds really familiar. That's why I was like, it looked like I was rolling my eyes, but I was just trying to think. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw the recognition coming in your face. I feel Thank like you. Mega has knows about it, and uh, maybe Maurice says what. I mean, we can talk about it. I, I'm I'm down with talking about some anti-slave uh, yeah. narratives. Uh oh, mixed marriage. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Paul. It's it's all, it's all right. right. Vampirish children. Oh, this thing is deep. All right, we're gonna do this. This is wild. I'm weak. Speaking Bruh. of weakness, you know the thing that you um put on the chat, the radio, no, something stream that you use for your jazz jazz live stream. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That suggestion was amazing. I was using it with my um other podcast. Oh, restream? Mm-hmm. Restream, beautiful. Yeah. I'm just not paying fifty dollars for it, but beautiful. Yeah, I think we should try that one time. So what I will do is I'll set up the stream and then I invite you guys and then mm-hmm. um we will get into it. Um okay. we can do up to six people on the free. Yeah. And then um from there we can um we can do it. What's up, Mo? Hey Marie's hey Marie's Welcome. The only thing is, like, the host has all the capabilities. Like, you can, yeah. that's the only thing. And the chat, you can't, re- you don't have a side chat. It's all, you have to chat directly into it. So that might be something where um, it's problematic. Yeah. But, um, like I said, since we are doing this on recording, I'm going to edit it. Uh, so maybe, I don't know what you guys' schedule is right now. <laughs> I'm lurking now. You're funny, Maurice. Um, and then we can, maybe we can just do the, the rules and then okay. we can jump into it since Maurice is here. Um, so yes, you are welcome to the first episode of this is not information podcast with Bernadette, Mega, Kristen, Maurice, and me, Paul. <laughs> so we're going to jump this off. Um, Mega said he's going to moderate, but I guess I will start, um, uh, because he's, taking a little break. So, um, Bernie, you want to get into the rules and then we can do the intros or see how temperature check. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. So hello everyone. Um, so there are eight rules that I'm going to go over. The first one is that this is a safe space for all of us to come together and express our feelings and opinions related to Japanese culture, um, as well as our interest in in a much broader Asian culture. Number two, please respect individual pronouns, whether they are in this conversation or not. Number three, one mic, one mic. So there is a feature in Zoom <laughs> where you can raise your hand. So please use that to, um, to ask to speak or as what Polly did, you can put your hand up in the little window that you have. Number four, listen to understand, not to respond. 
ask questions instead of assuming. Number five, following Don Miguel Ruiz for agreement. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And also, sorry, my brother is laughing in the background with his girlfriend. So if you hear anything, that is him. <laughs> Number six, understand that not everyone's foreign experience, Black experience, female experience is the same. Do not invalidate others' experiences just because you have had a different experience yourself. Number seven, if at any point you feel uncomfortable, let us know. We're all friends. We're on Zoom. You can chat, um, put something in the chat to let us know. We all want to be mindful of each other. And last but not least, please only share things that you've learned and not personal stories of others in the who are not in the conversation unless you have been given explicit permission to do so. And with that, we can begin. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I think we could just do a round. I'll just call people out because if people have seen this, I think people will see our old podcast, which <laughs> it's not that old. It's like, <laughs> but it is our new podcast. So yeah, let's just go around, see how people are doing and you can introduce yourself. Uh, let's start with Kristen. Okay. I kind of knew it was about to be me, but. Because you're right here on the thing for me. That's why. <laughs> Um, hi guys. For those who do not know me, um, my name is Kristen Norris and I'm from the DMV area, currently living in Kensington, which is near Silver Spring. I feel like I'm talking about places people don't know, but just in case. Um, <laughs> so I was living in Japan for a year and I just moved back to the States last March. Um, I was living in Nagoya and then I had moved to Osaka before coming back. And I'm excited to have this great experience with you guys. Cool. Let's see, everybody's got their mics off. Um, Mo, Maurice, are you there? Are you there? You still lurking? Nope. All right, Mega, you wanna go? Sure. Hi everyone. My name is Robinson Mega. I live in Tokyo. I'm a cultural ambassador for Ike Bukuro. <laughs> which I guess like comparatively, it would be like the Bronx of Tokyo. Um, I write for Moto Nice with my man, Polly Rhymes. I am also the host and producer of the Mega Late Show, which is a Tokyo-based hip hop art and culture podcast. We've been going for almost four years now. Um, and in addition to that, I am a contributor to this podcast. This is not information. Um, Thank you for having me or stuff. I don't feel good today, guys. I'm trying yes. my best. So yeah. Yeah, try your best. Yes. And he he he's the creator of the name too, by the way. <laughs> Give him his flowers. I'm giving you the flowers. Bernie, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Bernadette Benjamin. I am a recent college graduate. Um, I had studied sociology when I was at um my previous college, which was Bard. Um, and you see her, her pronouns. I'm also currently living in Brooklyn right now, but I will be moving to Japan very, very soon. So I'm very excited for that. Woohoo. 
Um, I am an avid reader, anime watcher, an inspiring novelist, and a chicken enthusiast. <laughs> I am currently deciding on um, a legal career track or academic career track, but being part of this podcast has given me um, a lot of ideas of what I can do in the future. Um, when I go to Japan, I'll be a teacher, so I'm looking forward for this new experience before I actually start off my career. Um, also, a fun fact, I'm like 4'11", so that means I give the right amount of squeeze because hugging is my passion. So, woohoo! Um, yeah. <laughs> Bernie dropping bars today. I got two already. <laughs> Gotta have to keep. That's because she went to. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it for the last topic. I'm gonna go. All right. So my name is Paul. Uh, my rap name is Paulie Rhyme. Uh, original. Uh, I uh, write for Moto Nice. I've also been writing for BCJ, which is Black Creative Japan, uh, trying to do more of that, uh, as well as I run a school in Honda, which is in South Central Japan, uh, right down below Nagoya, which is like, I don't know, we'd be like Chicago, Cleveland, um, <laughs> something like that. It feels like Cleveland sometimes, sometimes it feels bigger. Um, and I moved here from California. My hometown is Cleveland. And recently, because of the election, which we'll get into, I've been using my degree in political science. I am not a Facebook scientist. <laughs> I actually know what I'm talking about sometimes. And uh, I am the proud father of Maya. Uh, and I, I live in the woods. No, kind of. I live, kind of live in the woods. <laughs> I'm like man in the woods. All right, anyway, so uh, we got three topics, uh, one of which we'll see how that one goes. But the big topic, obviously, is the election um, slash, I think we should talk, maybe people who are listening don't always, they probably know, but don't always think about the three branches of government. So maybe we should, we can talk about, break it down to executive branch, legislative, and then, you know, talk about the, I'm about to mess up, Supreme Court. <laughs> Judicial, judicial, that's what I want to say. So just like thoughts, thoughts about the election that is still kind of going on. What do you guys think? I just want to say that was a shit show. I spent the past whole week not looking at it at all. I moved away from on Facebook at all. Like, listen, from Monday through Friday, it was all about me drinking wine, reading, doing whatever, self-care every single day. And looking at the elections was not part of it until Friday and Saturday when, it, you know, when the race was getting close. And then on, on Saturday when everybody was like throwing parties. Um, so I don't know, Kristen, where you were at, if there was like people going crazy. But I was woken up at like midday Saturday because, you know, the weekends, you stay late, you sleep in bed, whatever. Um, me, my brother and I, we were woken up by like cars, like honking excessively because people were just shouting, having fun. People were like, there were fireworks, people throwing beer cans. They went all the way to the end of Brooklyn. How it was light. And I was just like, wow, that's how I knew. I was like, the moment I heard people like, yes, I was like, yeah, Biden, something, something positive Biden happened. <laughs> Cause it was not like that when Trump happened at all. Yeah, my, my father was distressed. It was like for shock. I think I was in shock when Trump. I was like, 
really? We're about to do this Ronald Reagan thing all over again? <laughs> That's how I felt. Now, what y'all think? What y'all, what was the response? I mean, the state's probably crazy. I don't know about Japan. I'll speak up. Um, I mean, of course, um, I was happy to see Trump fall from grace, so to speak. I'm still not really convinced that it's all over yet, although it does appear to be that way. I'll be, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable about it once he finally vacates the White House. Um, but I got, I got to say, it's, it feels a little bittersweet. I don't see Joe Biden or Kamala Harris as allies to the type of political uh, aspirations that I'd like to see this, uh, the United States reach or even global politics. But, but it, it it's a step in the right direction to a few degrees on various type of issues. Um, you know, materially speaking, I don't think that Trump was completely bad in all aspects of his, of his approach to politics. And I don't, uh, I, and that, that's not to say that uh, he's not a cancer, but, you know, looking materially at some of the things that he wanted to do and some of the things he wanted to accomplish. Um, I, I just, before I start rambling, let me just say that, yeah, I, I, it's a sigh of relief, but um, but I'm also kind of grossed out by how quickly people gravitated to Biden and to Kamala Harris as if they were like good for America or or black people. So I, I find I find some of it a little bit gross uh, coming from from people who, you know, I don't know, so from, from people that I thought had different political positions. And I think that the Democratic Party is a shit show as well. But hey, man, at least at least the kind of brutal approach of Trump is 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 gone for today. Yeah, I mean, I, man, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, I voted for him. Yes. And... Um, yeah, see, look, I did not bring Maurice, on. <laughs> but I, I went through the both emotions. Uh, Maurice, you want to speak on it? I, come on, Rick, I, I intro you perfectly. <laughs> I was like, what is that voice? Yes, it's the disembodied voice of your, your brother, Maurice. Um, yeah, uh, thank you all for having me again. Um, I'm just going to say this real quick, and then I'm going I'm to head out, and then I'm going to come back. Um, since I was registered in California, I was, um, I had no hesitation in not voting for Joe Biden just because of the fact that I know as a black man in America, um, the Democratic Party has used me and my people for the past seven, eight decades um, since FDR to enact imperialism to enact oppression of our own, to enact um, widespread um, normalization of the pain and the suffering of our people to maintain the empire of the United States of America. So for me, um, and I think all of you, most of you all can speak to this. Once you get outside of the core of the empire, you know, like a lot of us, you know, I'm talking to some people, you know, just chatting with them social media, those who haven't lived outside of America or haven't really experienced life as a black person outside of America, um, 
I think it's one of those rude awakenings and um, intrinsically as black people, we know already, we know deep down just because of generational trauma that Americans don't care about you um, as far as they can use you. Uh, once you've outlived your usability, then you are easily cast aside. Um, you can see it in, in many places on the fringes of our empire, you know, places like Guam, uh, Mariana Islands uh, in Oceania, um, Okinawa. Um, you could you can make an argument for Puerto Rico, uh, many other places that have served to maintain the, the, the borders of our control over the globe and, and the economies uh, therein. But um, you have many people that still, like you said, um, we rush to try to make good out of a shit sandwich. You know, Biden is, you know, I've been saying this since he entered the race last year, you know, it's like he was the worst candidate out of that field, you know, and I'll, not to say that any of the people in the Democratic side were really, really good. You know, they all had their shortcomings, but out of, out of all those, you know, the five or six front runners that were there, it was like, he had no business being there, but he ended up coming out on top because of the fact that he had been an establishment candidate and a person that had actively participated in the oppression of, of, of Black people, not just within the United States, but worldwide. Uh, and that's brown people too. You know, we're talking about the global South. So for me, you know, I've been trying to, um, how do you say, it? I want to be nice about it when I, when I approach fellow black uh, and, and brown folks and people in the global South about this, because a lot of people are like, oh, wow, I'm so relieved. And this is great. But it's like, but why? We going back to a new, uh, a normal, which is what, you know, y'all weren't, were y'all in the streets, like protesting? Weren't y'all mad at, you know, people like Baltimore, Freddie Gray, Rough Rides. Weren't y'all mad, you know, when it came to Sandra Bland? Weren't y'all mad? That happened under Obama and, and Biden, you know? Weren't y'all mad with Trayvon Martin? You know, Michael, you know, Mike over there in, in Ferguson, Mike Brown, weren't y'all? I mean, is that normal for y'all? Is that normalized when we say, okay, just because we have somebody that's not gonna be rude and brusque and, and, and being an asshole in public, does that mean we go back to just getting killed quietly and being polite to people that want us to just shut up and take the suffering, you know? So for me, it's when I when I found out and I saw the news that Biden won, it was just like, huh, OK, what are we going to do next? That's that's the thing that I, I I'm most concerned about, because now those calls that um, you hear from people on all sides, like, oh, well, we or, you know even from the left where they say, oh, we can hold this guy accountable. You know, we can push him left, you know. Yeah, that's true, more so than a GOP candidate, but how are we gonna do that? How are we gonna implement that and, and minimize the harm to us, All right? So that's that's what I'm looking for. You know, I've been, I've been hashing it out, I've been going at it with, you know, some of my dearest and closest friends over the past couple of decades. You know, there's a lot of these people um, that I went to school with, um, that I grew up with, you know, they said straight up, you know, we're pragmatic, you know, as black voters where, yeah, we probably know in the back of our head, we can't get somebody like a Howie Hawkins elected or a socialist candidate elected, you know, or even Bernie, Bernie Sanders. We got to get somebody like a Biden in to, to placate white supremacy. 
because we know um, to 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 run full on heads, uh, you know, um, head on like full speed ahead against you know the machinations of white supremacy in our country and, and worldwide is to wish certain death or quick death upon a lot of people that look like us. So we have to strategize. We have to get to the ground. Like Walt Rodney says, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta build a community with those that are like-minded and, and make a strategy to minimize the, the risk um, and the harm to those who are pushing for, you know, a better, a better society. So um, that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Um, but it's a sense of dread. It's, it, you know, like, like, like I said, it's kind of bittersweet because, you know, I, I mean, I know that. Um, you know, I don't like to name names, but like people like Evan Jones, right? I thought that he was a socialist, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, uh, Van Jones is know, trash. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, let, Maurice, let's get Mega. Mega, you want to? Uh, Mega got his hand up. Well, yeah. Which okay, uh, Oh, I mean, I was just, I was just going to build off of what what Maurice was saying. Um, you know, in the chat, I put that Biden and Harris have likely done more damage to the black community than Trump did during his his, um, you know, his his presidential um, being being the, being the president of the United States. And um, it, it's interesting to me how quickly uh, people who are fighting for black rights, they tend to frame it as if our our main enemy is is white supremacy as it pertains to being killed by the police or being impeded by our upwards mo uh, upward mobility in, in reaching these places where uh, white people appear to have uh, you know the most power it, your CEO positions, your professional managerial class positions but but one of the great things that I think that the Democratic Party does that that is also, um, a, a central component of the Republican Party is it obscures economic issues uh, to make it seem as though these are not pertinent to actually raising the quality of life for black people, poor black, brown, and even white people. And so it, it's kind of nuts to me how with this in mind, we look, we're, 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 we're looking at Joe Biden, who has a history as a segregationist, um, the crime bill of the 90s. We look at Kamala Harris, who uh, within the last decade is responsible for keeping prisoners in jail longer. She's decimating black communities with her with her her um, prosecution. And, and we look at them and, and the signaling is all, don't worry, we have your best interests in mind because um, we're paying attention to um, the identitarian politics, just like the corporations are doing. We, we're signaling that we're on your side, we've got your back, but historically they've never really done that whatsoever. And so what's gross to me is that people get so tied up in that immediately. And you have these people like Van Jones, like so many people in, in, in the media and social media who are so tied to the idea of the identity that they forget about economic policies. If you look, if you look at Joe Biden's page, his economic policies are a disaster for a lot of communities. If you look like 
in California, um, one of the acts that, that, that didn't pass is, is like the um, Uber and Lyft don't have to consider their employees, uh, their workers employees. And these are the type of things that are most drastically fucking up the entire lower class of America and making things hard for us. The amount of people who are killed by police is fucking brutal and disastrous. But man, a lot of those things like poverty exacerbate these places where crime is most prevalent and people are most getting killed. And I, I, man, I, I hate to, uh, I hate to try to, especially when I'm around y'all, because you guys know that my politics are, are mostly Marxist and I like to recenter for class a lot. This doesn't mean that I disregard race and identity, but sometimes, man, it's like the, the, the main difference to me these days between people that signal that they're left and actual leftist policies is that the, 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 the main difference has got to be that when when you're an actual leftist, your fight is against the policies caused by capitalism. If you're signaling left, your your fight is against the policies that you that are within capitalism. So you're fighting these things within capitalism. And if you're actually left, you're fighting capitalism because you figure these are the root of the problems. And I see so many people signaling woke, revolutionary, militant politics, but they just simply lack any material understanding of how to even imagine a governing body or a world in which these things aren't the ones that are fucking us up. It's fucking nuts to me. It's fucking nuts to me that that the left, uh, the American left, the, the Democratic Party has obscured this so well. To, to people who would otherwise be socialists, actual socialists or actual communists. It, it's, it's nuts because it shows me that people aren't reading theory, that they're not reading theory at all. They're looking for the answers to individual answers. They, they, they've wonderfully restructured it so the racism problems are put upon us in the same way that the environmental problems are put upon us instead of the larger structures that are most contributing to those issues. So, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's a good is dope and all, but shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, racism, man. Dope and all, but shit. So, Kristen, because um, I think that's a good segue Sorry. into what's happening in Congress um, and with AOC. But, Kristen, let's get your your thoughts on the exit. So, executive branch, and then we'll move to the legislative branch in the Congress. I mean, boy, can I even show up mega at this point? <laughs> no, but what do, what, do, what do you think? I mean, you know, it's, we all got different, we arrange, we arrange, Kristen, we arrange. That is true, but um, no, I mean, I really like what he said. As far as, I guess, my whole thoughts and feelings on the election, like, I guess I was just happy to see Trump out of office because he's just dumb. Like, he's not a good business person and he's not a good politician. So I don't even know why people even voted for him. I was just like, I think more people were happy to see him go than for Biden to win. And that's literally why so many people came out and voted. So in that regard, I'm just happy that we're rid of him or for the time being, I guess, uh, technically we're going to get rid of him come January, but this dude has lawsuits like bring uh, brought into process, even though they're completely baseless, getting all these avidavans, avidavantis, what's that legal term? Bernie, can you help me? Affidavitis? Affidavits? Affidavits? <sighs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking a little bit to ease my nerves. Um, That's right, do it. <laughs> oh. For the 21 and up crowd, we love it. 
you know, drink responsibly. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like just things like that that are just baseless. And I'm just like, I mean, bro, if you're gonna like bring up all these lawsuits, at least have some like hard facts or like cold hard evidence. But that's like a whole nother topic. Um, it's funny because the black people in Georgia really showed out this year. Mm. Like um, Stacey Abrams was like the forefront of just like mobilizing like the whole black community into voting. And I just think that shows that when we want to, we really can mobilize like the youth and like our entire group out there. It's just that I feel like we need to educate our general population on how government works. Okay. Because I also feel like a lot of the younger generation, especially, they don't understand how local politics plays into, you know, the bigger politics as a whole. Like, of course, like you're going to vote for the president and, you know, the executive branch is an important part of our entire government system, but it all starts at the local base. Like you need to be thinking about like what senator's policies you like, um, what this governor does and what he or she is going to do for the community. Like these are the things that we need to educate the youth upon that way they can become more active in politics and they actually know what they're doing. So um, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and we can talk about that more uh, in terms of, it, it kind of connects to both of what Mega said and what Kristen said as far as identity politics and how Trump is just the worst. So Democrats were able to capitalize and say that we're less worse, <laughs> but they're still working within the frame of capitalism. They're not really moving left, right? They're saying they're, mm. they're more progressive. Um, even um, Biden yesterday on Meet the Press, Biden's um, campaign manager was talking about we have the most progressive you know platform ever right and that's not saying much it's just mm -hmm. saying that we've moved a little bit because you know before everything you know obama was a centrist you know you look at bush you look at mm -hmm. trump and populism or trumpism um and so even to move just increments left right and put a face on it right and put this face of black women on it um we have to see Right. And I think like what uh, Mitt Romney said was people voted for Biden. But when you look down ballot, they voted conservative. And so right. I, I'm wondering what you guys think about what's happening mm -hmm. down ballot. So, you know, Mega talked about Uber and what's happening in California. So I voted for all these things in California, more of a progressive agenda. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of the progressive things failed. Right. Um, and. If you look at, for example, the squad and those people who were for Medicare, they won, but the people who were anti-Medicare, they lost, right? And so in some of those places that are a little more conservative, still, those Democratic candidates are losing. Yeah. So I'm wondering what you guys think, because the majority in the House is less. Uh, and you have that runoff in Georgia, which again, Georgia is very important. Um, and mm -hmm. I think, you know, this idea that, you know, that coalition that includes Stacey Abrams and there's a couple other names that people have posted on Twitter um, is still very important because without a majority in the Senate, you know, with the smaller majority in the House, you got a majority in the Senate, you got people like Susan Collins who they're thinking maybe she will go with the Democrats. Uh, you're looking basically at the last two years of Obama's administration again, kind of a lame nice. duck, a extended lame duck session. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Uh, Mega, you got your hand up. 
I, 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 I'll be talking a lot. So um, I'm always going to have my hand up. But <laughs> if somebody else would like to go first, I don't mind. I, I was I was pointing out in the group uh, about um, convincing people that politics can change their lives, right? And, and demystifying certain things about the two-party system and these broken epistemologies. So I think that the kind of neoliberal agenda, and as you guys know, when I say neoliberal agenda, I mean on a wider political spectrum. I mean the very centrist type of capitalist politics that occur in the United States between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. I think that we're seeing under late stage capitalism that it's coming close to exhausting its ability to satisfy enough people to to sustain its to sustain its legitimacy. So we often look at it as though like these main points are going to be the primary things that each party is focusing on. But more since after Trump, I think we're seeing um, the ways that the two political parties are kind of reworking themselves. And uh, one of like we uh, I mentioned in the chat that Trump's turnout from all ethnic groups of people was more for him this time. And we like to think that, oh, black people historically vote for uh, the Democratic Party. Latinos should vote there because these are the people who are signaling racial equality and, and anti-white uh, you know, supremacy. But I think we're noticing that people at the end of the day are also really voting on their material interests. And so a, a, a larger group of people are going to be for the healthcare. A larger, and, and Trump ran on kind of a populist position where he was going to keep people's jobs, and, and black people voted for him for for a variety of reasons. And and black people are concerned about police in their neighborhoods. They want police in their neighborhoods, especially if there's lots of crime. And so, I, I really, I really think that that we we should focus on. Uh, on more than what the two parties are always signaling at, because there's there's a whole plethora of different material things that that are important, like the down ballot voting, um, and 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 I think we're going to see more and more uh, of of people realizing that this shit is all bad for poor people, and if we could demystify and get people to stop thinking about the things that divide us then we could probably unify and get things like universal health care. I, I saw a map, uh, uh, you know, they, they show the political map, which is, you know, the contrast is blue and red, blue and red, but the mixture uh, of it is much more purple. And I saw another political map that was showing the number of people that would, would um, be for Medicare for all and some of these politics that, that, that help the poorest groups. And man, there's an overwhelming majority for a lot of these things. It's just that neither party really want to accomplish those things for us. Um, even, uh, I'll stop there because I don't want to go off too too much longer. But yeah, man, I mean, yo, it, it, the, it, it, it looks fucking crazy when we think about just the, the main things that we're focusing on being the dividing lines, where like the majority of the population is all suffering from the same effects of late stage capitalism and from mismanaging of COVID. And, and if we could unify on those things, man, I think that it would be really dope. And I think that a lot of black, brown and, and, and other, you know, Asian groups of people was looking at, at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and just not really convinced. And I think that they, they kind of think that, Maybe maybe Trump is on to something. 
when he's talking shit about these people. So I, I don't know what to call it. What do you guys think about black votes for Trump? Hmm. Chris, hold on. Kristen says she has something to say. And then, yeah, I got, I got an opinion on that. <laughs> I know Bernie do. It was just very brief because I like what you said about like how if we could actually unite together instead of just being divided on race, because like race is just like a really huge problem here. Like if you've noticed, like it's always like somebody's blaming Latinos for taking all the jobs when like, of course, it's all of these big corporations like shipping your jobs overseas for a much cheaper price. And it's always like the black people that are on welfare that are taking all the welfare. And I'm just like, but actually most of the welfare goes to like white women in like Midwestern states. So it's just all this misinformation that is going to, you know, each side and it's ridiculous because it's like, if we understood that we're all suffering in the same way, like we literally could just pull up and be a powerhouse, but like nobody is doing that. So I just wanted to agree with Meg on that, that's all. Bernie, you wanna add to that? Yeah, yeah, I would. I agree, um, especially as somebody who thinks a lot about race and the way that race allows other people to ignore the, the actual issue or the, the, the true essence of the issue. Um, and I think there's a lot of points that was going in my head as you know, both of y'all were talking. Um, and the first thing that comes to my head, especially with like down ballot and like thinking about how like people only think about the president, there is a lot that's happening. A lot of people, like you said, are like miseducated and it's not just the young, younger generations, it's also the older generations, right? And I think, it's, you know, and I think part of that is one media, like social media or actual media, the way that they, you know, like, I don't know if y'all notice, but I noticed that when it comes to the presidential elections, you see every single news site talking about it, everybody's talking about it on Twitter, it's in your face. But when it comes to mid elections, Nobody talk about that. Nobody knows who their local elects are, right? Like nobody knows who is going, um, re trying to be reelected to be on the judge, um, like the, the the Supreme Courts in the states. Like nobody really talks about these kind of things because people don't know, people don't recognize it. I remember when I first voted, it was sadly for Hillary versus Trump. But <laughs> in 2016, the only thing you really heard was Trump and Hillary you didn't hear anything else I know oh, I looked at the ballot I was like I don't know who y'all names are but if y'all Democrat I'm just gonna vote for you I don't really know anybody else and I know that's definitely on me as somebody who is participating within the political arena but not as like actually running but like participating in terms of voting but I didn't really understand who else is running and what they're doing and that's on me right like that's on me as somebody who's going to vote but at the same time, though, you don't really get a lot of this access to information. I remember I was in a class um, a few weeks ago and we were talking about the same thing um, and how, like, there are certain states that make it easy for uh, members in the state to learn about the elections. Like, it's all on one website. Other states are not like that. So, like, I remember um, in the in Maurice was saying, like, voter suppression. I think that also plays a key role in them. When people don't know what's going on, they're not going to vote. But I also agree with Mega that, like, we need to convince people that voting is essential. Like, I have, so y'all know I'm in, like, you know, the dating arena because, you know, I'm young or whatever. And a lot of guys, you know, you know, trying to find me a mate. 
And, <laughs> and it's so interesting how a lot of, particularly because, you know, I'm a black woman. So a lot of the black people are coming to me more than white people, but a lot of the black men that were trying to gravitate towards my attention, they made it a point to say that they're not political as if being non-political is attractive. Being non-political makes you woke. I remember, I, don't, I know Kristen, you see it a lot, especially in the younger generation when they're like, yo, like all y'all are just getting screwed up by these political conversations you know like just don't look at it like don't worry like it, it's all it's all fake and it's like okay it's fake but what you doing about it what are you going to do how are you as an individual going to mobilize in your community in order to do something to rectify the issues that's within this party you telling me hey girl like you cute I'm not political is not attractive it's not appealing doesn't make you woke <laughs> it's trying to not, keep a straight face I it just so it bothers me because this is something I see in my generation or people in my age range and it's and they they wear it like a flag like they're just like yeah I ain't, I'm not political like I ain't political and it's like okay but then that means you allowing the system to be a problem you're not doing anything about it wow I just wanted to put that out there it bought it was been bothering me because I'm on like three different dating sites and they all all of them that's a like, tagline, hey. not political. Literally. I'm just, uh. <laughs> I'm not taking it to the man, the man's taking it to me. And that's okay. Yeah, so the, before uh, Megan, before I let you in, so the one thing um, in talking about, I think this is a problem. So, mm-hmm. and the main thing is when we look down ballot, right? We talk about education. And so, and I, I just go back to AOC because I was watching her interview and she was saying how the Democratic Party which I personally believe is intentional, is campaigning like it's 2005. And so actually not wanting to, everyone to be educated only on certain, mm. you know, up until a certain point so they can control them, right? And so this is something that the Republican Party is actually dead on, 100% about. And the fact, like, not necessarily the information that they're giving out, I don't agree with, but I agree with the fact that they're saying you need to be educated, you need to be a free thinker, you need to do these things. Now, what they're giving people, I don't agree with, but they're actually now moving people off of these places like Twitter and stuff. Now they're moving them to Parler and Mew. They're they're actually creating their own schools of thought, own places to Mm. disseminate information because... There's so much misinformation on these sites, which they are part of. Um, But I do think the Democratic Party is not in the business of educating people who support them. They want you to vote. They want you to side with them. But they don't really want you to talk about everything else. And that's why primarily they're losing down ballot. Mm -hmm. And trying to blame the progressives right now, they're trying to blame the left. We lost because of the left. No, you lost because you don't want to win mm-hmm. um, to a certain degree because you're not moving to 2020. You know, everything is online. When you look mm-hmm. at Trump, like they've had to create rules around this because he's been able to use the bully pulpit like nobody else, you know, and his, right. you know, coupled with his celebrity. Uh, so I think that, and this is the, this is a criticism, I think, of the left is that the left has not found a way to fashion the message and because it's a bitter maybe because it's a bitter pill they haven't found a way to 
package the message for the masses mm. in a way that the masses is like, yo, being non-political is not the cool thing. Being left is the cool thing. You know what I'm saying? Like being, a, you know, in a way that maybe W.E.B. Du Bois and those uh, Paul Robeson were able to galvanize black people because there were way more communists in those in that era, even and that was during the Red Scare. So, which if I don't know, they were really kind of hunting people and acute, it's like a witch hunt for communists. Uh, and lots of black people um, were in that movement and um, received that. But Megan, yeah, before we get to Supreme Court, let's, would you, would you wanna add to that? Oh yeah, I mean, um, uh, I, I was just gonna say, it's like uh, uh, American politics and the media is just pure spectacle at this point in the Debordian sense. Um, and, and if you guys haven't read Society of the Spectacle, Guy Debord, The Situationist, definitely definitely look into that because it, it really clarifies a lot of things in the way that media is presented to us. But I think, I think nowadays, like you have people that vote for things that are just incoherent to their actual ideology. It's because when you have a political system that doesn't actually solve societal problems, Politics becomes a vehicle in which people can just express cultural grievances and moral values. It becomes a yeah society of the spectacle. Um, it, it becomes it becomes like a, a, a sports type of team where you throw logic out the window, you throw actual political ideology out the window, and you're just there to do tit for tat, scoring of points, and getting over on the next team. And I think that. Like what Bernie's talking about with people who are saying that they're not political, there's not very much difference between those people and the people who are super political to the point that they are so disillusioned with the system that they are conspiracy theorists. There's mm -hmm. not much different other than the effort put in. Some of them are so cynical. It's like, yo, this is all bullshit. I'm not rocking with this. I don't see the same uh, racial violence. I don't see the same impediments in my life as you. I, I'm working rent to rent. I, I don't have to think about that because I'm busy working. You got that segment. And then on the other side of it, you got people who are so deeply entrenched with the bullshit. They see all the bullshit. They're keeping track of the bullshit. And it just makes them feel as though all of it is fake. And it's kind of why conspiracy theory always formulates on the right, because the right is and it's not a, a conspiracy theorists never come from the left, meaning the communist socialist spectrum, because the right is invested in the idea of capitalism working correctly. If you can root out all the swamp and all the, the, the problems within capitalism. And and that's not too far fetched from people who are capitalists that think that if we can just get rid of lobbyists, if we can get rid of the money, if we can get rid of, you know, uh, all these exploitive things and capitalism and the American dream will run perfectly smooth. You know, libertarians get on that shit too. But man, I, we're, we're, getting, we're getting to the point where the illusion is so broken that it's going to be extremely polarized like it is now between uh, Bernie's dating pool of people who don't give a shit and the super hotep, QAnon, red-pilled maniacs who are protesting right now. So we have to convince people that politics can change their lives not mm -hmm. not western two-party system politics we have to convince them to study learn the difference between the two ideologies 
structure it so they understand what the fight is against and form coalitions, build cadre with people who are like-minded and stop segmenting and breaking things apart to the point that there's no unification. And this is kind of my main issue with the identitarian approach because it's so easily co-opted. It's so easily mm -hmm. seg segmented. We have to find ways to forge an identity of the poorest people who are being fucked the most and fight together to overthrow these systems that oppress us more. So peace to dawn. You know what I mean? My headache is there. I'm, 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 I'm with y'all though. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, sorry. So, um, I guess my, my question would be is I'm mm. going to thread this back to black women because black women has have made a significant push. Yeah. Black women. I'm talking, I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> and like I had this shout out to my cousin, Cicely, you know, she is kind of boys and girls. What well, not boys. what do you call that? Boys and girls, you know, the cotillions and all that, that kind of, you know, she like went Jack to HBCU. Yeah. And very bright, amazing. Uh, but she was, dead on like we have to vote Kamala and Joe Biden right and there are there is that group of people um that feels like this is the moment for black women to catapult them to the next thing so my question would be mm -hmm. is this part this left movement part of the black women's agenda and is there a black woman's political agenda? Because the stage is set, right? Like that's all the people are talking about. Thank black women, which is true, you know. All, you know, black women pushed us over and saved us again. Um, I expect lots of black women to be in the cabinet. Um, when I look at the COVID task force now, there are two, I believe, black women there, as well as a couple of other POC women and men. So, but and down ballot, you see a lot of black women. So for, I'm gonna ask Bernie and Kristen, and then we can, you know, also get into this. What do we feel is the black women's agenda? And is it left? Is it middle? Is it right? Where, where is it? Deep. Bernie. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, cause my initial reaction is that um, it leads left in terms of progressive, in terms of kind of similar to what Mega was talking about in terms of looking at those who are marginalized the most, which tends to be, you know, low income, poor individuals, but then also in terms of identitarian, those who have intersecting identities that are marginalized in their communities. Like from how I've seen it, Black women, because of our positionality in society, we understand what it's like to be marginalized in multiple facets. And because of that, we tend to help those who are also marginalized even more than us. Like for example, I'm able-bodied, but because of my positionality as a black woman, I'm able to understand the issues that, uh, you know, disabled individuals may go through, not in the terms of being disabled myself, but in terms of being oppressed in a system. And so because of that, I see it as more of, because of our positionality, we, can speak from more than one individual or types of individual. But I also want to be clear that it depends on the black person that you're talking about. Because you could say, you could say like Camille Harris is like for black women, but is she really, as Mega was pointing out, that's the same thing with Candace Owens. You know, she's a black woman, but she is nowhere near fighting for people like me. 
No, I don't know what she talking about. But it ain't for me. <laughs> right? So that's kind of how I see it. I'm ter- in, in terms of like the larger group category as a Black woman, our positionality allows us to do that same, you know, the forging, the coalition building that Mega is talking about. Like we can cross to other communities because of our positionality. I'm going to stop there. I will let Kristen go. But that's the first thing that came to my head. Actually, that's a really good question because, to be honest, that wasn't really a prominent thought in my mind until you asked that question. Um, But I guess it would be similar to what Bernie was saying. What I feel like is nowadays, like the Black woman demographic is so varied. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard to pinpoint if like as a whole, this is where we're going because like there are a lot of people, there are a lot of black people in, um, I mean, not black people, there are a lot of black women in HRSA, for example, um, that is the Department of Health and Human Services. And that's like, you know, a health department. Basically, there are a lot of black women because well, first of all, I've been to their office like 10 times and I can see it. And they also did like <laughs> polling and basically they comprise of about 46% of the entire department. And it's funny because like you meet a lot of women who are like deputies and chiefs within branches in that department. And there are a lot who do want to, you know, provide good healthcare options for, you know, low income communities, black communities, of course, but they also want to, like Bernie said, they want to care about, I guess, um, intersectionality as well. So they care about, you know, other disproportioned, I mean, not other disproportioned, other, <laughs> other, other disadvantaged, other disadvantaged populations as well. But then you have people who are so much into the politics that they only care about their agenda. So they don't really care much about a certain group. They care about what they want. So it pretty much depends on who you're speaking to. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It really does depend on the individual because, um, because like what I'm noticing now, um, and I know Paul, you want to move on, but like what I'm noticing now, kind of in line with the critique that Mega has with people are so focused on the identitarian um, values that they're like, oh, as long as we put a black person in this space, then it's fine, right? Like we have diversity or we're getting all the thoughts um, from disadvantaged communities, but it's very important of like who it is that we're talking to. Um, Cause like I, not at my college, but I know some colleges try to have like, you know, a diversity expert, for example, which tends to be a black person, but that black person could do more harm to the community and then actually support the community and do things to the community that is positive, as Kristen was mentioning. So I do agree that it depends on who it is that you're talking to specifically as that individual and what they actually know and understand and what their what their agenda is and what they're going to do. But overall, the idea is that Black women, because of their positionality, is much better suited to do it than other people. But like, yeah, I don't know. Can we actually, though, get away from identity politics? So I'm, I'm just going to go back here. So because I've been watching slavery and the making of America. right? And so when you think about voting, voting was strictly identity. right? Voting, when you think about three-fifths compromise, that was mm-hmm. definitely a, a policy based on identity. 
And if you don't know voting, before you had to own land, you had to be male and white, right? And so, yeah, and class. So right. the, um, and even when you go back to John Locke, life, liberty, pursuit of property. So when we criticize black people or Asian people or POC people for being identitarian politics, like well, I don't say pol politicians or pol proponents of identitarian politics is is that without recognizing that most white people are playing identity politics from birth or they're benefiting from identity politics? Mega, go for it. Uh, that's why I'll, I'll bring it. Get it, get it, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I think there. Uh... Uh, I, I, I like to, to clarify this because sometimes when people hear me talk and recenter things um, to a, a different umbrella than uh, essentialism and identitarian politics, they think that I disregard these things. While which it's strange to me because uh, anybody that knows me knows how extremely pro-Black I am. I was a five percenter, nation of the gods and the earth. And, and that is a central component of my personal ideology. And I, I believe racism and white supremacy is something that we need to, to fight head on. And also for the rights of all other identities, you know, uh, white folks in positions that, that their identity leaves them fucked up. And, and you know, the uh, LGBTQIA, all of it, right? But here, here's the difference when it comes to discussing the material conditions of politics when recentering them only to identitarian politics. Uh, a lot of times when we only focus on the identity, we lose track of exactly what it is we're fighting because identity is so nebulous. You know, the reason that the reason that 50 Cent and Lil Wayne are voting the way that they are is not because they have been confused by white supremacy. It's because they reach a certain segment of class where their primary focus is the material conditions in which they live and they want to maintain that and they'll claw at anything they can to get that which means voting against the interests of other people that look like them because their identity is not forged by by where they're at in in 2020 it, it it's not forged by where they were at in 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 1993 they there's a central change there to, to who they are. So when we when we talk about when we talk about identity, we have to look at those material conditions and we have to look past some of the things that only race-based analysis will show us. If uh, a lot of times like a Stacey Abrams is a superwoman that's going to save America and you know, uh, black women in general are going to be the, the pack mules of, you know, the reformation of the the American experiment. I think the zombie kind of represents that too, you know, because um, if you look at the practices of um, um, people who used the spiritual world as a site of resistance, um, it's like Obea or like Capoeira, um, Ngolo, any of these types of things where you say, okay, okay, for example, like with Capoeira or like Ngolo, um, most people, you know, I've been in some rotas, like, and, you know, my back is messed up, but, you know, I still, you know, st still like to see people move in that way because it's tied to the continent. Um, most people that consume it are not black and they don't have an, a concept of why capoeira developed as an art form, as a martial art form 
in Brazil from, you know, some people say it's from Angola, some people say it's from other places in Africa, but um, there's no dispute that a lot of the stuff came from Africa. Hiding resistance under the cover of dance and music, um, hiding it, uh, hiding the spiritual aspects of these, these types of resistance um, um, in a, a form that can be consumed easily by the masses. Um, I think that's a, that's a, it's a common thing. You see it all the time, you know, like resistance music, you know, you package something one way, people take it another way, and then you, you get a commodification of something like, you know, hip hop, you know, um, where it's the voice of the streets, it's the voice of the oppressed, but then you have somebody that can come in, they can waltz in, and they, they prepackage it into something that can be eaten up and even used against you, you know? Uh, somebody had mentioned on my Twitter feed, you know, so I, we talk about this all the time, like I'm from Georgia, so, you know, I hung out with white folks like when I was um, in university and high school or whatever, and it's like, yeah, you know, you saw like, uh, like country music, man, like you have all these white singers that, you know, they obviously listen to black music or the producers do, and they're producing black music, but it's with a white voice. Um, so you have these, uh, these, this phenomenon of like, you know, like an Elvis, where, you know, most people don't get like, he is doing black music, but uh, we have to package it in the same way. Same with vampires, you know, like a, the, the dispute is with the black vampires that it, it, it is one of the first vampire stories, but you don't think of, yeah, like Mega just said, like, you don't think of like black um, people when you think of vampire, you think of like Dracula, like some old white dude, like, you know, afraid of his own reflection or something like that, or like, you know, um, like, you know, Mary Shelley, you know, but it's like, um, yeah, like it makes sense if you really think about it, like um, a black person straddling the spiritual world and, the, you know, the, the living world, the, the physical world and, and not really fitting in uh, one place or the other. Um, it's something that, I, yeah, I, um, I see in sci-fi, I see it in pop culture all the time. You know, you know, you all touched on it before. I was listening in. I was on my way over to my office. Um, like with identity politics uh, for Black folks, um, I think, uh, and Bernie had touched on this too with the dating sites too. Like, you know, with younger generation, I think you see this cycle where people try to get away from Black identity as a political statement, and I think that's one of the m major victories of the miseducation system here, uh, well, worldwide really, but especially in the West, where you have people that forget that they even state that they're black or to, to say, you know, that they identify with the African continent is a political statement. It is, it, is a, it is a threat to the status quo. Most people like, you know, especially in the setting of the black vampire, you know, if you, if you get deemed a mulatto or quadroon or octoroon, um, you see in, uh, in the Latin American world too, uh, with, um, I always mispronounce it like, but they say miscegenation in English, but um, um, um and uh, mestizajaje, I forget how to pronounce it. I can't pronounce it in Spanish, but like there is an, and you see it, you see it in, in, in America too, you know, with um, those groups like the Jack and Jill or the, you know, Boule, or you have people that are, actively going out their way to lighten themselves, um, to create their own 
their own corner of society that's not black or white. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating thing because, um, yeah, the black vampire, he's a mulatto, right? He's like straddling um, both, you know, black and white worlds, but especially like in, along that Mississippi Delta, you have, um, you know, there's plenty of historical records about the Creoles, um, the people that are deemed not particularly black and not particularly white. If you go down to the island of Santo Domingo as well, you know, um, somebody was making a joke uh, the other day, like one of my private group chats, like about like, um, you know, Toussaint Leverture, Breda, you know, um, and then Jean-Jacques Dessalines, like, you know, the, the differences between the two, like you had a lot of people that were part of the initial revolutionary group in the, in the Haitian revolution that were um, mulatto or, you know, Creole or whatever, they weren't black, black. Um, and those were the people that um, Dessalines had to contend with later on. He actually got killed by those people. Um, and then you, you see that lineage all the way down um, to the to the Duvaliers, you know, um, to Papa Doc, Baby Doc. Then, you know, you go to the coup. Uh, um, you know, there's three coup. Well, yeah, you could say there's three. Uh, but like by the Americans, you know, we had one early 20th century and then you had later on with Aristide to get him out, out of there because they're all moving towards a communalist, uh, a socialist movement where everybody's getting included. But some of those people, um, you know, like I was telling some people privately, like uh, when Megan had mentioned and kind of touched on, it's like, yo, like just because you're black doesn't mean you get to go on this train, you know? Not everybody get to go, you know? Just because you're black doesn't mean that you're actually you know, your, your interests align with mine. And then you add class into that, you know, again, like um, when we talk about the, the Democratic Party platform um, or the Republican Party platform or any platform that, you know, once you get to a certain income range or wealth range, um, yeah, yeah, the, the information is going gonna, is gonna to trickle down to a, to a very small rate because of the fact um, you have people that their livelihoods or their way of life de depends on your oppression, black or white. So um, if we if we open it all up, then that means I don't have that 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 privilege of being on top of things. You know that top one percent or top ten percent even. You know, and then um, for me again, you know, dealing with some of the people you know that I've grown up with. You know, some of them are in completely different income brackets and wealth brackets than me and have always been. And it shows now, you know, like with the death of um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, the reactions of, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, it's like, oh, like this gnashing of teeth and, and long singing songs and holding flowers and vigils and all that. It's like, yeah, it sucks that she died, but like, dog, like, what did she do for you again? Like she, she did something, but like, Materially speaking, like if it were if it wasn't her, like something else, somebody else could have done that. Um, in, in maintenance of the, the the empire, though, like she played, she was a cog in that that machine. And you have people that were glossing over the the, the nasty parts, the, the the not so savory parts. You know, the people that are in in offices now. Um, uh, we 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 have to swallow the good with the bad so you know again like some people would attack you know you you, you mentioned before like the uh, uh 
if, if there's a black woman politics or if there's like any type of platform or um, yeah, I think obviously black women as a as a as an electorate collectively one of the most pragmatic, most sophisticated groups out there because they know they have to manage all these things, you know, whether it's misogyny and misogynoir, or if it's class struggle, or if it's um, just straight up racism. Um, you had people that knew um, down in South Carolina, for example, even in my hometown, you know, like I was saying, like it, it doesn't just go to Stacey Abram. This is a, this is a, a regional, uh, a countrywide thing where you have people that were already on the ground trying to do the things that Stacey Abrams was get, is getting the credit a large amount of credit for now it's like moving and shaking getting people that are generationally they are conservative but they realize that the, 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 the specter of voter suppression of identity politics being used against them is um is not it's not a trivial thing it's a real thing that is you know it gets done over and over again so um yeah, like um, Black Vampire, I think for many people, um, if you get to read it and like I, and the little I've read of it, it's like, yeah, like it, it kind of reinforces the fact that, you know, history is, <laughs> you know, like my younger students always agree, my, my boys always agree, it's like, yo, man, the reason why I'm a historian, the reason why I like history is because the history is here with you, man. Like you don't know it until you start reading. Like you got a lot of people that are afraid to read because of shit where like, force you to confront the fact that maybe a lot of the things that you thought you had free will in or that you had a free choice in isn't really that free at all and you have to be able to unpack that and really make sense of it to make your own you know rational decisions on how you want to live your life and how you want to treat others muted muted no yeah i i, I, I thought think... I, thought I was gonna get to talk about blade and shit but thank you for dropping that knowledge maurice i mean he went yeah i love it maurice maurice be having the jewels man he come in and out like a robbery you know what i'm saying he be having and the then jewels. with that i'm like out again so, uh, oh okay uh, <laughs> you know, i love this dude he be coming from the i'm um, from the fifth flow Hmm. Y'all know that reference to Martin. I love Martin. Bro, man. No, but I think it's cool. Um, we should talk about Blade. Um, maybe next time we can talk about Blade. Mm -hmm. They're about to reboot Blade. Why? Blade is tax evasion. Wait, what? Yeah. He talking about Wesley, the perfect Negro. I mean, that's what we used to call him. Yo, that's straight up though. How how they did Wesley though? How they did Wesley though is exactly what I'm talking about. Like a lot of people, they get fucking twisted up. And they think, oh, like I'm in a certain tax bracket now i don't have to abide by the same rules and then they got his ass man it, it's ooh. he didn't have enough money i mean he was <laughs> that's all he, he could have just like the most japan. popular black man on the planet for a minute he could have just moved to japan right. <laughs> um i'll tell you about that later bernie uh yeah so the um next one actually so but i i do think that's important we should talk mm -hmm. about taxes. That's a great topic. We we need to yeah. come at that. And then, um, yeah, man, Wesley Snipes, they did him dirty. But um, check him out. I know that's a that's a generational thing. Um, we, we should do an old to Wesley Snipes. I'm going to write that. that. That might be on Moto Nice. Wesley Snipes, the perfect Negro. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so there, speaking of social media, we've been talking slightly. There is a site that if, you know, I would, I would say this is on the list of being black, right? And it's also a generational thing, but we took 
someone in our crew who is, do you call yourself a millennial? But you actually Zoom. Are you Generation Zoom, no? I'm a millennial. I, millennial. I claim that. Claim I don't care if I'm not even in it. I'm a millennial. Her birthday. Yeah. Her birthday. <laughs> She's, so um, raise your hand if you all got a profile on Black Planet. Everybody. Anybody? I'll or had a profile on Black Planet. Right. Had. <laughs> had. Never. Oh, yeah. I had. Had. Yeah, had. Had one. Like yeah, okay, 2002. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So Bernie didn't know what Black Planet was. So we are educating Bernie. So we asked her to go and visit the site and give us some thoughts on Black Planet. And I think it's, it's actually when we think about messaging and getting messages across, mm -hmm. because for whatever reason, there are still a gang of people on Black Planet. Um, and it's like, if we want to, I, I hate using the term hotep because it has a whole different meaning. There's like a woke movement, a fake woke movement over there. It's deep, they, yeah, it, it's serious. So Bernie, how's Black Planet? Yo, I'm confused with this site. Um, so, so when I first went on it, right, I thought it was a dating site or it looked like a dating site. I don't know. It was so confusing. Um, then I was like scoping around and I was seeing like the different features of it. Um, the chat, there's like, should I share my screen so y'all could see? Oh, can I'm, you? Let me see. Because you have to give us access. How as do I do that? I was just I was just looking at the site just now for the first time in 15 years, mad different than it was when I was on there. Really? I mean, I think I was using AOL uh, online, America Online, when I was using that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, how can you text me? How do I go to my settings? All right. Yeah, you go see. to your settings on um your Zoom settings, and it allow us to. Allow your participants to share this. Is the settings here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> participants. Then I just see people, female. I mean, woman, not female. Sorry, that's derogatory. I just see women. I don't know any of these people. I'm kind of, this is why I thought it was a dating site because I was like, yo, Megan's having a field day right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get to see all these queens out here like that. Let me just calm down. Bro, you look like you're about to drool. 153. Yeah, there's some likes on here, though. I appreciate the finer things in life. Oh you got the books. Why she got the books right there? Why she got the books right there? Is she pregnant? Ooh. Oh, no, that's her knee. That's her knee. Oh, I was about to say, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Maurice, I love how is so toxic. <laughs> no, Maurice changed. He put his black. Is that your black planet profile pic? He changed his pic soon as with the black planet. Is that an automatic response? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not available, but I'm watching. <laughs> hey, he's like, this is my black planet moment. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> okay, Bernie. Yeah, we live is, in Japan. You gotta is, stop this. I, yeah, this is. This is. Um, I'm gonna just not say anything. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. Nope. Hold on <laughs> so how about those um yeah, those Yankees? Um, yes. Where's the what's the those, dope? Can you can you go to Cleveland the dope? Click Cavaliers. on the dope, Bunny Ben. So you're in the trending. Can you click to the dope? <clears throat> There's a dope tab. Okay. The dope. <laughs> 
What is the dope tab? Happy born day there to myself. There is a dope tab. I will definitely be getting Black it. Black Planet, right? Yeah. Who owns Black Planet now? Wow. Who, who owns the site now? I have no idea. Good question. Wait a minute. Look in the popular post for all the ignorant. What is that? What that? Uh, can I move y'all? For all the yeah. ignorant Negro sellout Trump supporters on BP, did you fools know that Trump and his dad did not rent to blacks in 1973? Google it. Oh. <laughs> I was my wait a minute. G Riley, I was minding my business in Dunkin' Donuts one day and like three Ethiopian times. <laughs> what? I actually started reading that. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, the post right next to this post on popular posts. G Rally. I just heard them back. <laughs> so it looks it looks like Black Planet is owned by a corporation called Urban One. Oh my goodness, that don't and sound founded by a lady named Kathy Hughes. Hmm. But it says a company that to Radio One operates media properties targeting African Americans. It don't say if this is a person of color. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I got one friend request. Wait a minute. No, it's in Silver Springs. Okay. Kristen, you got to go see what's up. Hey. No. Urban no. One, Silver no. Spring, Maryland no. based American media. <laughs> oh, so, this man's okay, name okay. is just predatorial. <laughs> Boogeyman. Yo, oh, no. look. I got oh, you reluctant to love. He started following you. Uh-oh. No, I have to accept it first. Politicians. So oh. man. It's Ooh, a trap. Politics. Politics. <laughs> what? Politics. Oh, here we go. This man is about his politics. He politicking to you. I don't know about that. What? The what? No, hip hop because he spelled it wrong. Lunked it to love. These yeah. are the people who the they these are the people who looked at my G- account. Gina Brain. Gina Brain. Oh. <laughs> Gina Brain. Let's look at their faces. He uh-huh. doesn't. He look like um Umar. <laughs> Dr. Umar, like a 57 He got the Earl Braves going. He got the Earl Braves going. That. He might be from Philadelphia. Miami. No, he's from okay. Miami. He Haitian. Hey. Well, no, no. Bernie is like, he's, a, he's, he's definitely, he, he definitely voted for Trump with those shorts on, bro. I was kind of looking at the very bilateral sideburns on the third picture. Yeah, he got yeah. the Earl Braves going. That's old Black Enterprise looking at it. Well, Kat, Kat, let's see. Kat, Kathy's husband <laughs> on the update, y'all. Hey, Kathy's shining, man. He looked good. He looked healthy. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, um, Kathy's husband is black, so I found that out. He's shining. He's shining. Nice. He's shining. He's shining. But Boogie Man, oh, Daddy Tiger just hit you up. Three seconds. Go back, Daddy Tiger. Daddy, 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 Daddy Tiger. That tiger, that tiger, that tiger, that tiger. He ain't got no more fire. From VA, they must. They getting close to you. Oh, you better watch out, man. He's not been posting shit. I didn't post nothing, so I'm like, what are y'all following me for? Come on, Bernie, you gotta post something. Post something. Post something. Be like, what up? Like what? I don't even know. Where do I even post? Y'all got me crying. Post the link to this. Post the link to this episode. Be like, is Brooklyn in the house? Are we? Uh, wait, where's my? How do I go to my actual profile? It's not very user know. friendly. I think you have to press Bernie then. Okay. Kristen, right. no, Kristen, be on here every day. <laughs> Seems like you gotta go. 
Don't do me like that. Day, daily affirmations. Mind you, I got four followers oh, already. You got four followers. That I, you see nothing. That profile pic. Look at you shining. Shining. Look at that. You look fire. All right. You look like you know. Go ahead and post it. You life. looking for okay. a man that will politic with you. Stop <laughs> trying to sell this man to Bernie. <laughs> I'm looking up Kathy. Where hey, Kathy? Kathy making should I again. should I get you sweating again, Mega? Oh my god! Did I get you sweating? I, I, I'm appreciating this like I would a beautiful uh, a beautiful scenery. Look at it. Wait, wait, wait. Stop right here. And right there Kamala in the middle. Look at that pink man. Hey, Kamala, go, 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 Kamala. Oh, click on Kamala website. Yes, Kamala. <laughs> yeah. Kat, oh, all right, okay. by the way, Kathy Hughes is black. She from Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Okay. Oh, so there's like a chat thing. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. BW. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I am from African motherland. Please, I need your friendship. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you got that, oh, you got that no. 419 going? <laughs> wow. wow. Oh wow! Oh wow! You call him my oh, ass, wow. Dusty? Man, he put oh, his wow. number out there just like that. You okay. said sweep my ass. Wait, what? Because huh? your ass is dusty. Wow! About to make me an account. We got it. This is gonna be the end of our segment every time. Just go on Black Planet. Yes. Oh, we yes. I'm confused. One. Teach me. Wait. There's twenty something. I don't know oh, what this is. Oh, it's, what is all that? Yo. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Yeah. Overload, 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 overload. He's got the two Tucker Moon profile pictures. <laughs> There's 30 somethings. I don't know. This person keeps coming up. So Bernie. I'm just like, okay. What? Bernie, go to Kristen's, Kristen's old page. Kristen, yeah. what's your page? Oh, how do remember. I find her? I don't remember what it's called. <clears throat> I can, can you search like people, people, as opposed to. Maybe you could. I don't know what my page is. I think it's Polly Brown, but but look, I, I can't. I don't know if I can like search. People. Browse right there. Browse. Oh, there, top where? left, right there. Where? 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 Oh no. Huh? Hey? I think oh, they no. changed it. It's not user friendly. I think click if you click on. Wait, browse, why are they putting people's zip codes on here? If you put browse, see right there underneath you the. You know piece. why, Christian? You hold already on, know why. I don't want my. No, you close. You within striking distance. <laughs> go go where paul can you go to browse or go to search i i i, I did this is browse. oh what about search this is search it says female so there's two browsers why is there two browsers paul i don't know y'all told me to go out here i don't know about it <laughs> i'm about to do some research i'm gonna find my black planet <laughs> i'm on my phone though because they want me i'm not downloading the black planet app could you imagine having the black planet app on your phone somebody let me use your phone real oh quick God. i'm gonna get you right now Bye, mega. <laughs> hey man appreciate the beauty huh hey who is this one <laughs> oh, I, I just saw opie cunningham what is going on here <laughs> yeah, opie cunningham oh my goodness oh, okay Hold on, I'm about Yo, to see. I'm confused just as you all. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, Bernie? What do you think? I'm confused. I'm I don't know how I don't know how we talk. I don't know why I clicked that. I'm sorry. Sorry, that was bad. Let's go back. Maurice, you didn't see nothing. 
I didn't see that. I didn't. My finger. <laughs> slip up the fingers. My, it's it's very sensitive over here. God is good to me. <laughs> I don't even know oh. what this wow. is. Wait, in terms of my opinion, like I, I, it's I don't really know what to do. Um, like it's kind of similar to Facebook in the sense that, like you know, I can make posts and stuff like that. I guess I see popular posts and I can see other people. I don't know how to make my post private. If I don't want people following me, like here are my followers. Five Boogeyman is my follower. Sexy Single MD is my follower. Y'all boys. <laughs> it's your boy, Yo. Shane. Don't tell my wife that though. I'm crying. I didn't know you was in Green Belt MD. What is oh, that? That's a, well, I mean, you are 36, right? Or 37. Oh yeah, we could go with thirty six. Yo, are you making him a profile? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yo, if like you tell me his zip code, my... I'll go say hi to him for you. <laughs> um, they trying to just do MySpace again. Pretty much, and then there's people. I don't know what my hits is. Um, I don't really understand. A Those lot are the though. people that just visited you. So why I gotta add them? That tiger. The boogeyman. You got the tiger and the boogeyman. Somebody reluctant to love. Someone go politic to you. And then you got a, a Jenner brain. I, I love how y'all said that. When it looks like datty. Yeah. Datty girl. girl. Oh, so you that was just tiger. saying. I see what you did there. Got it. No, this, is, this is too much, man. <laughs> Maybe it's a... I feel like it shouldn't be a hard ER on there if he going to say that tiger. Weird tiger. Why you can't you know, can be tiger? Tiger. Maybe maybe the name was taken already. Mm. Yeah. I don't think this is this is good for dating. I I don't think this is good. I for beg any. to differ. I saw Mega. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody mute Mega. <laughs> Mega. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm hey, not used to this. What's the radio? Can you go to the radio? What's that? Hmm. Good question. I didn't check. Oh. What word? Magic? A live stream now? Mainstream. Magic 97.5. We need to get on this. Good job, man. We, we can put this in our information. Yo. <laughs> hey, you know, cool I'm... jazz. I used Look, to love I'm... when that came on when I was little. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was just me, but... I, this site don't load that easily. When I was on my phone, it wasn't loading. That. <laughs> yep. That's why I went to the website. All right, get out the vote. Here we go. Political. What they say? Get out the vote. Uh, they ain't update this. It's a little. It's a little late. Um, they ain't update this. It's not happening now. What's oh, okay? Join us with Kamala Harris, Mary J. Blige, Samuel Jackson. Play for by I guess Biden spent a lot of money on black women. <laughs> he cut back he cut black Biden some checks. I'm weak. <laughs> um, yeah, but they need to update this shit though. <clears throat> yeah, they uh, I guess. Yes, they do. And then they oh, oh yes, here we go. This is what I wanted to see. Wait a minute. Who is that? She hit us with a whole bunch of big words. Complacency, complacency, and stagnation. 
Ooh, this love is so. Oh, I'll be sure. Listening to Patriot. Oh, see, watch out for her. Listening to Patriots, Jets, on Westwood one. This little flexing girl, she everywhere. She must know somebody. Mm-hmm. She all on your page. I, I got no page to be on. <laughs> no, no, look at my dude. All I want to know, do yes. black men. It was just reading that. <laughs> right. If you married but separated, oh no. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> if you are married but separated and you want a solid relationship with your new boo, it can't be solid until you get a divorce. Nah, for real. <laughs> Speaking facts. <laughs> hey y'all, I'm sorry to uh to break up the party, but I've got to take off now. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. should. Okay. So this is our first episode. It's cool. It's um for we 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 can end right now. So any last thoughts? Uh, Bernie, thank you for taking us to your uh, Bernie. I'm gonna find you on Black Planet this week. Um, we got to find a different site. Social media is very interesting. It is. Uh, um, so, any last thoughts uh, as Megan's about to roll out? We going or we we can end it right here. All right. All right. So this is the first one. This is Information Podcast. We will be back in two weeks. Check us out. I got one thing to say. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Shout out to the family of um, Dearly Departed, uh, Javier Ambler. Um, I just want everybody to know that the fight has just begun in terms of political activism and political action. So just because Biden has gotten or he, he got elected doesn't mean that we rest on laurels. We got to push. We got to keep struggling. We got to keep um, resisting. For sure. Right. And don't okay. celebrate too much until January. Right. Yeah. There's a runoff right. in Georgia. Maurice. Maurice from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I'm I'm got my eye on it because you know I'm I'm raising old national, you know, and I, I worked with the DNC a long time ago. And um the the, the the blue, I guess you could say all the Democratic uh the Democratic Party was is heavy there, but I put in that chat, you know, vote suppression. Like a lot of people have gotten their votes taken or like un- unlawfully um, suppressed. So right. now that we have gotten rid of some of the, the the obstacles, I mean, we still don't have VRA, you know, in, in place, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see if um, Reverend Warnock and um, Mr. Ossoff can actually get in and if um, they will hold themselves accountable to the people that have lifted them up over the past couple of years now. So I'm, I'm watching, I'm, I'm pretty dispassionate about it, but still there's a glimmer of hope, you know, I'm not completely dead inside. So we'll see. Word up. Anybody else? Uh, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. I've always liked Jeopardy. Tell me a lot of facts. Oh yeah. Also, shout out to uh, my nephew and all my other homies whose ex-felons out in California can vote now. That's what's up. There was some good in that vote. I definitely voted for that. All right, cool. Well, we're going to end it here. This is Not Information Podcast, numero uno. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. I can edit it, so don't worry. Okay. Hey, I appreciate y'all.
<laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I will edit it. I'll try to find some good clips too, um, and then we can add those to YouTube. And then I think, um, you know, give me a couple days. Um, I'll I'll get the I'll get the audio up first, and maybe we can push that and then get the video up. Now, now that we're not now that we're not doing um, live streams for the time being. Maybe yeah. it's a, we can do it at a, a, is there a different time we can do it? So Maurice doesn't always come in, you know, 20, mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes late. Cause that was, you know, consistently he was always a little bit late. And so yeah. maybe we could schedule things so he can get in on time or. It's up to y'all. I mean, I mean he, yeah. You know. Maurice, what's the best time for you? Well, yeah, thinking about. It, yeah. If we're, if we're going to keep it on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, like 10 30, 10 45, because I got to like get out of the one office and go to the other. Or I could just go somewhere close by, go to a cafe or something, because I get out at 10 15. So, mm. oh, okay. So 10 30, let's try 10 30 or 10 45. Yeah. Okay, so that will be up, our 8 30. Yeah, yeah, it's up to, yeah, I'm trying to be considerate of people that are, you know, in the States, you know. Is 8 30 good for y'all? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. All right. All right. Okay, so yeah, and then let's just you know move move to the next thing. Think about the next one. Um, I think it flowed pretty well. Um, I will when I listen to the audio. If I have to clean it up a little bit, I'll do that. But mm -hmm. just right. I, I I think we yeah. Like I said, if you want to pass me the audio, I can throw it onto the uh, the Mega Late Show um, uh, timeline. So uh, we have an audio version of the podcast available. But you said you're going to use Anchor, right? Yeah, that's the one you sent. I, I thought that was pretty good to start. What do you think about that? I mean, it's free, but, you know, supposedly they own all your content if you put it on there. Oh, no, mm. hell no. So you, 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 where's yours living at? I pay, I pay a monthly premium to be on, um, on, to be on uh, SoundCloud. Oh, the SoundCloud Pro. I got that. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, yeah, you could, you could host it on there too. The, you, the issue is that you, you would need something like Anchor to, uh, to get it to go to like Apple Pods or to uh, or to Spotify. So if we send it to you, then you can do that. Yeah, I could do that until <laughs> until we decide to pay for something. Because Podbean, they don't own your content, right? I don't know, but it's a paid service. I, I don't I don't think they own your content at Podbean, but you got to pay. Okay, because I got the SoundCloud Pro too. Um, all right, let's talk about it. I know you got to go, and all then. Right, so um, yeah, I think we should try to get both so we can get we get numbers. If we do it with Megan, we can get numbers and figure out how mm -hmm. that works for us. If it's worth yeah. pay for a service. And if we want to do um, lives, wasn't it? Paul has the 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 what is it? Restream. stream. Yeah, let's try it. I mean, we can't do the I, chat, which I like. But yeah, we got all right, y'all. All right, bye, Megan. Feel better, Megan. Drink right. water, Megan. Rest peace. up, Megan. Peace, peace.